Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the NXT Delane <laughs> Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on uh, this weekend's NXT Deadline Premium Live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet on this bumper day of podcasts. We've already reviewed SmackDown, Rampage, uh, and Final Battle, all available as podcasts right now if you want to go and check those out. And I watched this for my sins last on my marathon viewing sesh of Sunday nights. I had a bloody great time despite having watched about five hours of wrestling before this. Smackdown, Rampage, and Final Battle. More like Great American Bash 89, WrestleMania X7, and All Out 2021. Because Fastlane wasn't so much as in premium, but it was the top tier, the God tier, the S tier. <laughs> the one in the name tier instead of the letter I. Look, I worry that that will come across as flippant in tone and in nature as we set about reviewing an NXT premium live event. I thought this show was a tremendous bit of business. It wasn't perfect, really. But it was so much fun. Yeah. It had really great action, which I'm looking forward to diving into in one and a half specific matches. Uh, A new stipulation, which with the right crew of people, is box fresh and ready to go. And I will not take any argument to to the other. And it had some NXT on it. And I can't wait to get to that either. (laughs) Uh, This was Shawn Michaels' crowning achievement since being given the job in NXT, I think. Mm. This was two and a half-ish, whatever it was, hours incredibly well spent. Yeah, I just, you know, there was a possibility because I watched SmackDown, then I watched Rampage, then I watched Final Battle, which had a lot on it, obviously. And then I sat down for this. And I thought, oh, yeah, God, it's this blowing iron survivor challenge, all these complicated rules and match type I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And then two and a half hours later, I was like, the iron survivor challenge is better than the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they rules? I love this as a match type because I thought, I watched the first one and went, uh, okay, yeah. so like they're all on one, but apart from Keanu James. 
who, by the way, I thought put in a f- fantastic performance yep. for someone who didn't score a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, copy that for JD McDonough as well, actually. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like, okay, so they're all on one, and then, blah, blah, blah. and then the men's, not to dismiss the women's, and I was very happy with no, the result no, I think of the women's. We can assess why one performed better than the other but then the men's one happened and i thought oh there's really something in this isn't it i i love this as a match type instantly instantly i think the um the only problem that i can see right now with this is they've come up with a uh, stipulation that matches the gimmick of a pay-per-view very nicely the game their pay-per-view being dead lane and dead lane having a fall at the end of a calendar year which is a problem because it's fallen in between war games and the Royal Rumble. Yes. Where countdowns and coming in and staggered entrances and that is kind of part of the MO. This needs to be somewhere where the year needs it more. Um, Soz Triple H for being so like, I don't really believe in a pay-per-view for gimmick's sake. Can we get rid of Hell in a Cell? You can, but I'm going to be a pay-per-view for gimmick's sake because <laughs> we're doing deadline in May, pal. Because that's when your product is most boring. And this right now, especially if like Money in the Bank was to disappear as a, as a gimmick show, this I think is the... This was everything they were chasing with the scramble years ago and never quite mastered. Yes. Um, let, like, let's do, like, we jump right in with the women's one. Don't we? Yeah. So let's talk about it. Because I think the men's one did work better, but I like to think we can give all the good faith reasons as to why that was. Yeah, so um, I don't really know how to break this down because we've never really done this before. Mm. Uh, there was a point in this match where I thought, oh no, Roxanne Perez is going to be the what's, the... what's the phrase? Not bell of the ball. The opposite of that. The... Uh, Spare prick at the wedding, yeah. Almost, whatever that phrase. I'll tell you is. what we'll do, right? I'll try and visually paint a picture because we know that when it comes to NXT, people listen, and so they, we watch. They don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah, to say, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But I would genuinely like people to go and watch this show, and especially the bits that I want to highlight and isolate for praise. But the Iron Survivor is laid out thusly: so two people come out to start, and then in staggered entrances, three more people come out. And the match itself has only a 25-minute time limit. There is yeah, a so clock. There's only five people in this match for 10 minutes, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So somebody, in this case, Roxanne Perez, being the first person out, has to do what would be considered the Royal Rumble coast-to-coast of the Iron Survivor Challenge. Yeah, Zoe match. and Roxanne start, wasn't As it? As a babyface and heel, they're going to be there for the duration. However, that is not a complete disadvantage because you can get pinfalls any times. If you get a pinfall, you will go in a penalty box, which is stationed quite nicely in the aisle and looks quite imposing for all the wrestlers to walk past. Visually, I think they got it right. I think they've got the presentation of all of this. Yeah, I think really they nailed right. it. And it's the best performance center has ever looked for having the box there, the ring there, and then the decoration of the dead lane aesthetic, like, you know, through these lights and that. You have, because everyone can score points and everyone can be in the penalty box at any given time, for the duration of the match, you have a ticker along the bottom, which has got everybody's names on, akin to uh, over in the UK, Sky Sports News in America, Sports Center. Sports Center. Or if you like your live news, your CNN, 24. You've just got the names of everyone with their points total. And if they're in the penalty box, a little red clock appears above their name, counting down the duration they've got left in the penalty box. This is good on two counts, right? Number one, all the information is there. Uh, for you to immediately pick up. Yes. If you were to pick up that match halfway through, everything would be clear to you. And the timer. And the timer of how long the match is left, and to the extent where if the woman isn't in the match, their name is greyed out. Mm-hmm. Their name only becomes bright when they're actually in the match, and they've all got different colours. So it's just it's as clear as it needs to be. All that idea of like, well, it's four or five bullet points. How are we going to understand this? Well, quite easily as mm. it happens, right? This is the NXT equivalent of Excalibur not needing to run down someone's entire Wikipedia page to know who they are when they debut on Dynamite. So everything is crystal clear. 
And the commentators will regularly remind you things such as, in this case, Roxanne Perez was in there from the beginning. They have so much longer to go than everybody else, but they've got more time to accrue pinfalls and submissions. But because they've taken more of a beating, when wrestlers come in later, they find themselves in a more advantageous position because the wrestlers are knackered. We're going to get to that being used with great effect in the men's match. Oh, my God. And One of the spots of the weekend. Not to trample all over you here. Mm-hmm. And unlike elimination matches, mm-hmm. there is reason for you to break up. If there's three of you in a match, for yep. example, Cora Jade comes in and her and Zoe start, oh, bloody hell, you two evil heels. Target Cora Jade... But there's not quite the confusion of like, shall I pin her or shall you pin her? When one of them, you know, one of them's been knocked to the outside, for example, yeah. and then the other one nails Cora Je- uh, nails uh, Roxanne Perez, mm-hmm. there is justification for the other person to slide in and go, I'm not letting you get that pin for because the person you've just KO'd is out of the match, so I can't pin them immediately afterwards, yeah. and you're on the scoreboard ahead of me. Like, it all makes sense. I thought these came together perfectly. And, 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 a PPS yeah. in the men's match... Uh, I'm going to have to name him, but there's a million things we can put over, so I'm just going to do this one very quickly. Grayson Waller took a quick tap because he did some quick maths in his head and thought, I can afford to lose a point to him and go in the box for 30 seconds rather than be physically injured and try mm-hmm. and not tap out. We talked in the preview and in the run-up to this match about how this is really interesting, but it's completely on how they use all the various permutations. And in terms of the measuring of the drama and how you use all these overlapping little details, rules, and stats... Again, especially for the first try, like I thought the women's match showed the try. Thanks. The the women's match showed the possibility, but the men's match explored that in far greater detail. Mm. I don't really put this on the women as much, but as a first one, as first one goes, I just thought they were a little bit too tentative in the way they used all the moving parts. Not a problem at all in the men's one. Yeah, shout out to Kiana James. I was going to mention her because yes, she was the only one in this match who didn't get a fall Mm. uh, or submission or whatever, Um, (laughs) and yet still. Putting a great performance really opened my eyes. Of like, oh, she can do her best night. more than just yep. being business. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> she attacked someone when they came out of the penalty box at one point. Yeah, I she was remember. marshalling it as if she was maybe perhaps going to do a business on it when it was uh, out of commission. Mm. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe she's put the down payment on it and she owns the penalty <laughs> box and didn't want it getting damaged. Uh, uh, Cora Jade looked uh, played her part perfectly. Kind of supposed to be her night, I think. Like it, Zoe Stark sold getting schoolgirled perfectly as well. Yeah, so Zoe like, Stark, some son of a. Her and Roxanne Perez were, obviously, they were required to work the whole thing. And Perez was constantly the uh, down-on-look baby face. Come on, you can do it. Whereas Starks was the one that had to express, now that she's a heel, obviously, frustration at Mm. things not quite going her way. Cora Jade was the the ever-present, I would say. She felt like she featured throughout the duration of the entire thing and was the one most likely to stop a nice ending, a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and I thought she played that role tremendously well. Yeah, she kept running spoiler for all of Roxanne Perez's mm-hmm. near falls. Uh, Indy Hartwell came in and just looked dominant. I think she got a pinfall after like a minute of coming yeah. in with a big boot on Roxanne Perez. Um, but in the end, uh, a pop rocks from um, Roxanne Perez on Cora Jade, got her the one, two, three, and there was only about two minutes left. The right person won the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I just I fell in love with this stipulation in the in the first twenty five minutes of the the first match. Yeah, I think um, if I was to recommend somebody to see the stipulation action, I would have to go for the men's one. The problem with this, I felt, was that they were a little bit too. Um, it's a good message for life. Never be conservative. It, they were too conservative <laughs> with the pinfalls, uh, in my opinion. In trying to get, I understood that you want to 
protect isn't the word, but you want to protect the integrity of all the wrestlers yeah. and not having them get pinned every five seconds. It shouldn't be like the old Survivor Series where somebody takes a clothesline in the back of their head and there's like, oh, there's 10 people to get rid of. Here, you're out. Yeah. Sorry, Hawk from the Legion of Doom. I know you've never sold in your fucking life, but you've done with an axe handle. Deliver a few more pinfalls. Uh, Roll-ups, tap-outs where the person decides to just eat a minute in the penalty box and rest up that sort of thing, show people the stipulation more in action because I thought we had a lot of periods of nobody losing much mm. and a lot of nil, 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 one. Nil, 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 one, one. And so on and so on. Like, I could have taken a few more, and we got more in the yes. men's one. So I just thought there was more action to work with in the men's and the women's. And the division is still a little bit too... It's not quite as... The characters are all well-formed. Keanu James does a business. Uh, Cora Jade ain't going to skate no more. Uh, Roxanne Perez is the absolute babyface hope that can maybe stop Mandy Rose's reign of terror. Uh, Zoe Starks is one to worry about as and when she gets the next shot. She's like the most technically proficient and the most powerful. Indy Hartwell cannot arrest this mm. difficult run she's on. So I know who they all are. In ring wise, I just don't think the work was strong enough at point. It's why I say if you if you gave this to the five. Five main roster women. I was just literally about to say that. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, yeah. Becky Lynch, yeah. Bailey, uh-huh. Charlotte Flair. There you go. First five off the top of your head. And like, I don't want to like create this massive chasm in talent between the main roster and NXT, but that's what it exists for, to be fair. They're supposed to develop and then come up when they're ready. You drop the stipulation in with five more familiar and experienced women that can hold it all together a little bit tighter and chuck out a few more pinfalls submissions. I think this is like main roster ready today. Mm. And I think we saw evidence of that in the men's one as well. And speaking of the women's division, I'll mention this now before I forget later on, it didn't come here, but mm. see a tease of return for Tiffany Stratton on this show. Yeah, we both saw that, didn't we? There were, it was oh my God, implied. Daddy. Oh my God. Hey. Do some sort of a New Year's countdown. And there were... There was, New Year, new me. Who's going to wait for their ball to drop? Well, what do they mean by a ball and dropping? And what, what could that be in reference to in terms of parts of the anatomy rather than just a big spire on top of a New York building? I think uh, they're specifically uh, referencing... These nuts! Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, Tiffany Stratton. Pizza, pizza, yeah. Because it's one of those ones where it's weird because we watch this obviously on our end and not on Peacock. Yeah, on. you're watching and it's like, oh, cool, they're next even, yeah. Oh, wow, Bobby Lashley's doing well at the moment six months ago. Sean and Blake coming back. <laughs> oh, no, there's six minutes of adverts they have to film yeah. here. So there was bits where it was just like, here's a reminder of what Cora Jade is, 10 minutes after you've just seen Cora Jade wrestle yeah. or whatever it may be. But then there was a bit, you go off the time, you're like, is this part of the, what, what we, <laughs> it was definitely something that seemed to tease the return of Tiffany Stratton, which is long overdue in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, right, let's talk about this match then. Yeah. Um, story of the weekend, really. Refs taking bumps and leaking goo. <laughs> Mike Posey got busted open in the uh, double dog collar match at uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle. Our review of that is available right now. Double dog collar, quintuple juice. There's five of them. That's quintuple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but in Isla Dawn versus Salva Fire, which was an enjoyable match. Like, it was. Really talented it was women. going great guns, this. It was. Alba Fire, I say this every time, Kaylee Ray yeah. is insanely talented and could be on the main roster tomorrow. That, I didn't know a lot about Isla Dawn, but I enjoyed it. I thought she worked really well with Alba Fire. And then the spot came. So Kaylee Ray, uh, Alba Fire, has never looked more beyond this brand than she did here. Yes, I think exactly. that's safe that's to good, say. Good way of putting it. She has 
they've they've kicked her ass. They've like she's lost a lot. Um, I think it was twice to Mandy Rose in this version of the feud, but then once elsewhere in the title reign, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure yeah, she's like lost three times yeah. to Mandy Rose. Um, and she's been sort of required to dick around with toxic attraction to the point where even when she was winning in inverted commas beatdowns backstage, it felt like she was losing by the virtue of being involved with them. She was at her physical best here. This match was going great guns. Her and Isla Dawn have got great chemistry from the NXT UK rivalry that apparently did happen. Um, I've never heard of this NXT UK, so I couldn't speak to it. Maybe NXT UK are the magic spirits that Isla Dawn can summon <laughs> because Jesus Christ, WWE cannot help itself, can it? it they will, until they have just used up the stock surplus, like old raw iron cans of goo. <laughs> We are stuck with it, aren't we? Like, I'm pleased that that Floridian goo salesman was able to have a trip around the world in a in a pandemic, no less, because uh-huh. times were looking tight in, in the old goo industry. Uh, I put a zero on the end of the order. What have I done? God damn it! Um, yeah, Kaylee Ray looks. I keep. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I've reverted to constantly calling her Kaylee Ray to try and distance her from what happened at the end of this. Yeah, Alba Fire. Uh, after a really great match, has got things under control with Isla Dawn. And then Isla Dawn uses dark spirits to cast a spell on the ref- on the referee who backs off suddenly and then, like, leans it was in. Quite, it was, I will say this. It was quite subtle initially. He didn't go, like, straight away, like, no. poisoned or infected or whatever you want to call it. He just sort of got a shot, as often the referees do when someone's going for a big high spot. Yeah. And you wonder, what's what's going on there? And then he does go, because he leans back against the uh, post so you can see clearly his face, which is now, yeah, spitting up black goo all over his hands, all from his mouth. I had a mate called Paul who, when we were younger, I don't know what he expected. I don't know how he expected this to go. He bit an ink cartridge, (laughs) right? And I think the goal was he was going to have it like, open end of the cartridge outwards and he would bite it and it would create like a blue mist in somebody's direction. I don't know, right? We were messing around on the field and he just walked up to us and he was like, oh, guys, I bit it in his mouth. Why is it all blue, Paul? <laughs> he's got like blue teeth, blue lips. And that's what this, re- and the referee actually looks a bit like my friend Paul as well. Hi, Paul, if you're listening. Uh, he bit it in the, and rather than like spitting outwards, just like went sideways. Oh, like, God. Bloop, bloop, like that. So he spits the ink out, but at this point, it's all over his teeth. He looks like Liv Morgan's old tongue. Ronda Rousey doing the post. Ink everywhere. That's what the referee looked like. Couldn't continue, obviously, because you can't when you're sick. Alba Fire hit a swanton, by the way, in case anyone's interested in what actually happened in the match. Yeah, would have been game over, wouldn't it, if it wasn't for dark priestesses cursing referees. That old chestnut. she touched his leg? Was it the leg touch? Was uh, it? I initially thought she'd misted him. Yeah. And then I rewound it went, uh, no. Uh, some dreaded curse. She just poisoned him via osmosis. Yeah. So uh, so he went down. So Well, this is it, right? So when a referee's been poisoned by osmosis of Dark Souls curse... Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a Venn diagram, isn't it? Yeah. If... Poison by osmosis, dark souls. If thing that has that's never like diagram, that's not, that's not right thing, is it? Flow flow chart. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What, what point? Yeah, flow chart because it can be yes or no. Yes. So, right. Flow question. Question. Has your referee been poisoned by leg touch, dark demon souls? No. Continue match. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, new flow chart box. This has never happened in all of recorded human history. Replace referee. Yeah. <laughs> like not, yeah. not like call new scientists. Should I check on referee? No. <laughs> Supernatural event with which people have spent 
hundreds of years trying to prove or disprove. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, is this something that should occur in real human life or not? Yes. <laughs> you are on NXT. <laughs> Because yeah. nobody did a thing. Roll the referee all the ring. Come on, come Well, I guess he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> New referee's back in. Oh, the fuck is the bloody distracted with this once-in-a-generation human event that she's beaten? Uh, yeah, then uh, Alba Fire got sent into an exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> I, me and you did a podcast, right? Me and you did a podcast. I'm talking about NXT. You're going like, I'm sorry, I don't like this show. And you just touch my leg gently, and I go. <laughs> <laughs> the mic like, fell down as you did that. The, the sand came down. Oh my god, maybe there is spooky powers. And uh, and Cedric walks in, and he goes, uh, "Well, one, you've killed Hamlet." He's like, "Yep." Right, well, I'll sit down and take a space <laughs> in the podcast. Shall what I? did you think of the tag team title <laughs> match that came next? I've broken the microphone. It's, uh, Isla Dawn's broke the microphone. <laughs> I just rub, rush him out of the way, and she doesn't think, hmm, that worked too well, if anything. I'll touch Alba Fire's leg and curse her. No, no, no. Exposed turnbuckle. <laughs> Exposed turnbuckle. You are not going to believe this. Selective spooky powers. Like, why didn't she, like, go, ooh, magic powers, make the turnbuckle fall off and leak goo? And then Alba Fire yeah. could have slipped on the goo, and then the referee wouldn't have even needed to be hurt. I'm just so excited because everything's converging. <laughs> It's cursed. I now, this. absolutely goose this microphone. <laughs> right. So, just <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I like the idea. Oh, like, yeah, we're right. You know, um, uh, what's the? Yeah, like rock paper, just rock paper scissors, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, like, and then there's like the spock fire and all that, mm-hmm. the bollocks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they're like, okay. Well, how is this woman uh, going to study and stop become champion? Because mm-hmm. she can just poison people yep. by touching them. Yep. And that's kind of an integral part of wrestling, touching people, mm. right? But it's like, okay, so uh, paper beats rock. Yeah. But you know what beats paper? Yeah. Third person. <laughs> <laughs> and she's arriving on, on NXT this week, isn't she? What we need, and we're going to talk about him at length shortly, we need Grayson Waller to sort of be backstage watching going... No, but hang on a second. Wait, no, but she, she was like, what was the point of that? And then Apollo Crews to walk up and be like, I knew she was going to do that. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all of these characters with their own established rules can make sense of all of it. And yeah, I, did you not see that coming? Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> Moving on. Mike's got better comic timing than me. Oh, dear. That's the second Mike I work with that's got far superior comic timing <laughs> than I do. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right, moving on. Uh, let's talk uh, about what came next on this show. Because uh, Michael Hamflet, mm-hmm. there was a five-star tag team wrestling match this weekend. Uh, and FTR fought the Briscoes in a double dog collar match you. as well. And I mean... <laughs> Folks, where's the lie? That is obnoxiously long. Do you know that? I love it. That's part of the, part of the entertainment. Um, so pretty deadly, we're going to fight the new day. And I think you and I went into this. There was a, someone tweeted us. I do apologize. I've, I've forgotten who it was. Tweeted us on Sunday evening going, well, this podcast aged well. And it was the preview for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got almost every call wrong. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. But I think we, a lot of people will have gone into this match going, well, we're going to have a fun match. Pretty deadly. going to use shenanigans to oh, skate with their tag team titles. But the New Day is going to bring them to one of their best matches. And it's a nice sort of dry run for them. Pretty deadly. Come up to the main roster. Because let's be honest, they're more than ready. And they've been great tag team champions. And long may that continue. And then the New Day became NXT tag team champions. What? I was as surprised as you. Um, After a ripper, by the way. Great match. Really, really fun. Um, Adam Wilborn doing some battering. Bad faith. Word. It wasn't quite as good as uh, Double Dark Hall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Each their own. You know, horses for courses. What's a a quarter star between friends, yeah? I did uh, drop that take on the uh, final battle review. So if you want to go and check that out and hear Sidgwick's live reaction. Yeah, how'd that go, yeah? I doubled down and said it wasn't it great to see these two tag teams, second and third best tag teams in the world, uh, <laughs> this show. Did his, they uh, said Young Bucks better, and I was like, "You've ruined it." <laughs> did his, did his whole body like sort of like go like my mic stand and just like fold into itself. He looked as disappointed as my dad did when I told him I wasn't going to be a lawyer. I was going to be an actor. <laughs> Coming with the skull, the Hamlet yeah. skull. This was really I tremendous. Mean, it was a puppet, so I went, "Oh, a good idea." <laughs> But the puppet was a judge, so he gave him one last taste of what might have been. It had a little wig on go, it. Go, 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 I find your son guilty of talent. <laughs> He's sentenced to a life treading the boards. Honestly, can you imagine me being a lawyer? Seriously, that's I kind of could actually, because I could see you doing not so much the like the the grind and the the guts of a trial, but I could see you doing the uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury closing arguments. Oh, stuff I'd love that with I'd your own soundboard in your hand. <laughs> I'm trying to get him. Can we say what? Huh? Huh? Do it again. My level's all right, by the way, because this microphone suddenly feels a million years away from my face because of how much it's, it's just... Good, that's all right. This was... What were we talking about? New Day in... Pretty, Pretty deadly. deadly. They did a booty pop-off. And I honestly, it felt like watching a live event, this. And yeah. I mean that in the nicest possible way. This was competitive patter as much as it was a match. Uh, Xavier Woods in particular... Seem to really uh, want... Woods can you. He can you. And every now and then, I think he likes to use certain matches to remind you of that. And this was definitely one of them. Uh, Pretty Deadly did not one bit look like they were the developmental act in there with these main roster stalwarts, absolute stewards of tag team wrestling within WWE. And at no point did Pretty Deadly look outclassed. They totally like they belong there. Some really cool Santa outfits, by the way. Yes! and I just, just realised I forgot to mention FTR's white gear and the double dog colour. Oh my god! When it was just blood stained on Dex's yeah. ass. Uh, a really tremendous piece of business. There was a um, <laughs> love the New Day's gear as well. Obviously, yeah, New Day looked tremendous again. You know what? The you know to paraphrase Limmy, 
when somebody uh, does the Eddie Guerrero cheating spot, don't back down. Don't double down. Don't treble down. Quadruple down. So good. An unbelievable belt-tossing spot where the referee looks around to find all four men out and faking being knocked out with a belt. It's just tremendous. And they need to get the win, ultimately with their guiling experience. When push came to shove, they were able to park the silliness before... Um, Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly were more committed to trying to cheat to win and New Day had it in them to play the roles of veterans that had seen it all and done it all before and that no cheating tactic was going to work. They felt supremely credible. I have a feeling they're going to hotshot the belts back within a month. Yeah. Um, but what a valuable... What it already feels like, what a valuable little mini-feud this will be for Pretty Deadly. I guess the example people will use for this is that um, is the Bron Breaker, Dolph Ziggler one. There'll be questions, well, how much did Dolph Ziggler claim in that NXT title really do for Bron Breaker in the long term. Uh, you could make arguments for and against, but I feel like this will do quite a lot for Pretty Deadly, and I certainly don't think it will harm their trajectory when it comes to getting that main roster call. Seems to me like they'll be out here by WrestleMania. Yeah, more than ready for it, obviously. I mentioned this on the news this morning. And shout out to... What's his name? Uh, I think he's called... I don't know if he's actually called Chip Danny now, or they just went back to his own name. WCPW's very own referee, Chris Sharp, who yeah. did, did this match. A lovely man who featured on um, the your man from Scream, uh, David Arquette documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, wasn't he? He's great. I love Chris Sharp. An absolutely you cannot kill David wonderful Arquette. man. Um, and just give it up. That's, yeah, that's going to go down again, isn't it? I can't wait for the moment when it just decides to give up the ghost. But, yeah, um, a huge shock. But, like you say, massive intrigue now as to what happens on, on NXT going forward. Yeah. And the potential of... I mean, the New Day getting wrecked by the Creed Brothers or the Locker Room Leaders going oh forward, I suppose. Oh, my God, in the Shevis Or the New Day. Oh, my God, yeah, oh, my God, it's a, yeah, and that's the thing. It offers a bit of narrative potential. The New Day cut a digital exclusive on YouTube that you absolutely yes. must go and watch. It goes about five minutes, and it's a more valuable five minutes than three quarters of Triple H's Raw matches, to be quite honest. Raw um, preview coming later. Yeah, they go on this fabulous improvised riff, and it just makes you sense that even if they're only here for a short time it's going to be a good time they yeah. they seem really really thrilled to have something to crow about again they make those belts look like they're a genuine achievement yeah, it'll hopefully draw a bit more ice like if you at the end of the day i sit here every week and say god i love ue please come back soon only when you're good and ready but if they've gotten out for him on the main roster because they're on smackdown and they've kind of done everything they can on smackdown and they're not going to fight the usos to the tag titles anytime soon mm-hmm. yeah have them down in nxt people will learn so much from these guys i mean more world champions, how many many bloody time tag team champions? This has reminded me as well, because we're going to have to do a to get in the time machine just to go back a second. But uh, Vic Joseph on commentary noted that by virtue of Kofi Kingston winning these belts, he's won, I think it's the most titles, uh, most individual titles of anybody in WWE history. Really? I think he landed on something like 15 different belts Kofi's won. And who has he dethroned in taking that record? Booker T, which allows me to segue backwards a oh, little bit. Oh, yes, we need to mention this. To Booker T's emotion when his trainee, Roxanne Perez, was victorious. And he sounded very, um, like, he was welling up a little bit. He was very emotional that things had gone so well for her. And then we cut to, like, 16 different video packages. And then we go back to the desk for what I believe in television they call a two-shot. Is that right? There's Vic Joseph and Booker T at the desk. Uh, they're ready to throw at the next thing. And uh, Booker T 
looks like he's still in tears. So Vic Joseph gives him a tissue and he's like, hey, you all right, Book? And then it looks like he's just pissing himself laughing at something. So I think while crying, Booker T, he thought of something to stop himself crying that he thought was so funny that then he couldn't stop laughing instead. <laughs> and he could not contribute a word to this link. Vic Joseph's got to get it all out by himself. And he just looks incredulous. And uh, what this is, was a tell was is that a real Booker T is here. Like the professional that started on NXT has gradually been wearing away. Yeah. I think from the week he took over that contract signing to put himself over. Yes. We've, it's all been like a gradual descent and he was lost to the world from this point onwards. And NXT will be better for it. And he got buried seconds later by getting called a bitch. He did, yeah. In the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, which go. followed the tag title match. Um, competitors in this match, uh, I forgot to mention the competitors in the women's match, but I think I ran through them all. Keanu mm-hmm. James, Roxanne Perez, uh... Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell. Men's match. Axiom. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD McDonough, they both started it out. Then yep. Mello. Yep. Then Grayson Bloody Waller. Yeah. And then Joe Gacy. Yes. I think that was the right order I'm talking about that they came in. So, yeah, um, more falls, more penalty box action, obviously. Wait, no, Grayson Waller couldn't possibly. He came out fourth. He came out Yay, after. Yeah, that's it. Joe. Um and Joe Gacy came out last, yeah. That's the one. More falls, more penalty box action, fights in the penalty box. Oh, Axiom and, and JD McDonald deserve a whole heap of credit here. Yeah, having a brawl in the penalty box. Um, there was guarding of it at one point as well. And I want to talk about... Uh, am I going to... I pull a Wilborn and say this was the spot of the weekend in terms of thinking... Nah, like, honestly, I think that might have been the match of the year, the double dog collar. But close second, spot of the year, right, might be Grayson Waller running in, in fourth... And it's a treble down. So Kamala Hayes, JD McDonough, and Axiom are all down and out. And Axiom and JD McDonough are just gradually rising back up to their feet. And he runs in and hits his springboard cutter oh. stunner thing. Oh my God. A doubler, pins them both, right? And everyone's on like 1 1 0. So Grayson Waller's just gone 2 1 1 up <laughs> and condemned two of them at the penalty box. The look on his face where he's just like, well, I've. I've Crack the code. I've gamed this system. I've spotted the hole in this. Everyone should run in and kick ass as much as I did. So Joe Gacy, who you assume is watching, runs in and kicks fucking ass. Joe Gacy, best ever night on NXT. Yeah. Like he's got we said he started wearing the tights again when they put him with the rock starter, because potentially the eyes of the great one himself, but certainly other people might be on him. But he was in the mood. Like comfortably his best in-ring night, I think. You just got to see this is a guy that teamed with Eddie Kingston. Like, as mad as that sounds yeah. now. They were a tag team together in Evolve, I believe. And you just got to see him being ass kicky. He was flying around like he's a, the fastest he looked. We like when Joe Gacy does um, his flippy adjacent bits. And there was plenty of them here. Yeah. It was very much that old, uh, what was the Husky Harry, Harris thing? Like, sort of body of a tank, engine of a Ferrari, or whatever it was. They were just leaning on that. Uh, the action was relentless, pretty much, from the moment all five were in. The clock in this one felt like a death clock. Like, all of them kept looking up to it. And I know that'll, like, piss people off because it'll feel a bit like NXT facials. But Carmelo Hayes, in particular, was somebody that kept constantly, like, he had to stay in control of the time, stay in control of points, stay in control of every other point. Which he only made... calmed down a little bit when he equalised with Waller with that crossface submission. And it made it so much better at the end when Waller, the absolute bastard, played a total blinder with the last minute. I feel like if I... Like... Please recap away how this closed off because the ending of this match was sublime. So, yeah, Carmelo Hayes early on pins Axiom uh, after a swinging vertical suplex on McDonough onto Axiom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Axiom then, yeah, got pinned again alongside Jaden McDonough, who I thought had a 
fantastic performance too, to be perfectly honest. No falls. He had to yeah, go and there was that bit, and I thought like, oh, he's going to look a little, especially with, you know, the other batch, at least you had Keanu and James, but everyone else had one point mm. apart from the winner. But I was like, everyone else has got two and you yeah. haven't got any. Um, but actually, <laughs> the panic in the last like three or four, three minutes oh. where Jamie McDonough had all four of them, he's like, I'm going to try and kill you, 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 and you, and then maybe I can get four yeah. and just win the whole thing. And there was a bit of you that thought... He could. He's could probably not going to because the way it's going to work with the main event later. But like, I thought he was. It was a great showcase for for everyone involved in this match. So yeah, then Grayson Waller gets two in. He comes in at ten minutes, correct? Mm-hmm. And by ten seventeen, he's got two pinfalls. Oh my god! Incredible, just brilliant. This and his face again. Grayson Waller is the guy that shouldn't be permitted this much success. Yeah. And his face. He's found the way to steal one without ever it feeling like he's stealing one. Then Axiom rolls up Grayson Waller about fifteen minutes into the match, and Axiom uh, Golden Ratios JD McDonough and then pinfalls <laughs> him. Then Axiom gets submitted himself by Joe Gacy with the rings of Saturn. And then Carmelo gets pinned by Joe Gacy to get him his second pinfall. And then, yeah, Car- Carmelo Hayes cross-faces Grayson Waller. And into the last five minutes, yeah, you've got two, 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 zero. Yeah. Everyone's got two except mm-hmm. for J.D. McDonough. Yeah, he's wrecking all of them. Head butts left, right, and center. And in the 24th minute, oh my God. Hayes hits Axiom with a diving leg drop. And you go, well... Guess that's that. And then Grayson Bloody Waller slides in, goes, Don't you worry, buddy, I'll take it from here. <laughs> Chucks him out, pins Axiom, and then just runs away for the last 30 seconds. This last 30 second runaway bit was fantastic. Grayson Waller was born to do this. So he's got to escape, right? But he can't just escape, can he? He gets out the ring. And he realises, all right, Hayes can't catch me. If I just keep away from Hayes, we're good. But he then spots that J.D. McDonough is knocked out in the side of the ring. So he then has to reach in and pull J.D. McDonough to the floor. So Carmelo Hayes is like, right, what's going to be quicker? Catching this prick or picking that one up and putting it back in the ring? I'll go for catching this prick. So J.D. McDonough runs around the back of Vic Joseph and Booker T, puts Booker T's chair in front of Gray- like Carmelo <laughs> he was Hayes. He just called a prick earlier, by the way. Yeah, so he's using them at this point, his human shields, and he's running around the side of the ring. And he gets round the other side of the ring, and then he's still watching countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. He gets back in, and as like Carmelo Hayes is just there, and he's like, "Oh, great, I won!" Carmelo Hayes chases him into the ring, and then Grace Waller slides back out. He's like, oh, "I did it! I did it! I did it!" But then Carmelo Hayes like makes one like last desperate dive through the ropes to get him. Like it, it's futile. You know it's futile. Yeah. The times run out, but he's gone from anyway. And the tumble out of the ropes is so depressing because he's got like this is not Carmelo Hayes Melo being cool. This is like. Desperate, and he's on the yeah. bones of his. It's gone wrong. So Grayson Waller realizes not only that he's won, but Carmelo Hayes has tumbled out the ring, rolls back in to celebrate. He's like, hey, I'm the best. <laughs> he sticks his tongue out. The com- only comparison I can make is that he looks like Alistair Green uh, selling Punk Squirrel IPA. Like, he does it at the end as well. Spoiler. Um, he a cannot believe his luck, but b cannot believe that he was the only one lucky enough to figure out how best to win this match. It's genius. Psychologically, so sound and completely in keeping with a character like Grayson Waller. Nailed stipulation, nailed the first winner. I, I love this. I love this match. And he's going to be such a prick about it on Wednesday, Tuesday. Vic Joseph, that was his big thing, wasn't it? I, oh, my God, we are going to have to put up with this. Like, the Grayson Waller effect now is in the conversation of the NXT world title. I, it, brilliant. I, I was so impressed with this. Did we call Grayson Waller or not? 
Carmelo Hayes, we must have gone for. No, no, we probably yeah. went with, yeah. I, I just, I think there was, in hindsight, him winning was the perfect way to explore the fun you can have with the stipulation. Yeah. Like, I want it sooner than next December. I do too. I do Work, too. It totally works for me, this. I don't know if we're both more prone to WWE and thus the gimmickry isn't something that offends our sensibilities or whatever. And I'd be curious to know if people watched it and get enjoyment out of it. But I just thought, like, as a way to use 25 minutes watching wrestling, uh, like, I enjoyed the bones of this whole thing. Like, yeah. lo- like this man, the women's one needed work, the men's one was tremendous. Yeah, well, there's matches as well on the uh, premium live event planner that could do with a 25 minutes on. Yeah, uh-huh. And something injected into the match every sort of five minutes. To make it, to make it entertaining, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, main event time for the NXT Championship. It is Apollo Crews, of course, challenging Braun Breaker. Oh, what am I doing? Sorry, I, I, do, I do this backwards. Like, you've got to do, do, you do the champion version, yeah. the challenger version. So I'll, I'll do... I'll, Six my own rules. I know I did it there, but I should do it properly. So it is, of course, uh, Apollo Crews. Can we have Christmas Cruise? Hang on, let me turn it up a little bit there. Apollo Crews. Happy holidays. Thanks, Santa. Thanks, Santa. Santa. Um, <laughs> versus Brown Breaker. Uh, Can we talk about the entrance for a second? Go on. Oh, my yeah. So previously he's cut oh through yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> the N- the NXT X. logo, big X's, all that. How do you like that, Paul? They showed Bron Breaker in every feud he's had in NXT, because let's be honest, they've kind of all been the same. Mm-hmm. A guy says, I'm going to win the belt, and Bron Breaker's like, they're not going to win the belt, and then they have a match, and they don't win the belt. Every single one of them holding up the belt or coming up to challenge him and saying, me, 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 uh, and then Bron Breaker beating them. And so there you've got, you've got J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough gets beaten. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler gets beaten. And on and on and on it goes until um, you see Apollo Crews and Bron Breaker together. But it's not Apollo Crews that can see the future this time, is it? No, Ooh. it's Bron Breaker, who was somehow, I don't know how he did this actually, manifested Apollo Crews to be looking there in tears while Bron Breaker was successful. Uh, he must have, uh, I don't know, got an NFT of Apollo Crews maybe. <laughs> to, but, uh, but yeah, and then he cuts through the screen of Apollo Crews winning the belt. Oh. With uh, with his usual, I don't know, axe kicking. <laughs> he just cuts through stuff, and he's Bron Breaker. I thought I thought it looked tremendous. Um, and yeah, I just thought they they complemented each other's styles so well here. They sort of matched each other. Yeah. There was one bit where they did this weird zoom in on Apollo Cruz, and I genuinely thought, are his eyes going to change? <laughs> like I was like, I know this is live. Well, they did such a zoom in on his eyes that I thought he's going to open them. He's going to have blood eyes. Because Isla Dawn tapped his leg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was like, it was like he, he went to that place. He did go to that place. He did go to that place. He probably just should have stayed in the performance center. He might have won the belt. I, smart move, though, because he could see what was coming. He's like, I'm not getting dropped by that place of white <laughs> yeah. water at the end of this show. I was left more. We talked about this in the office today. I was left more with the frustration that WWE are insisting on smoothing out Bron Breaker's edges rather than just letting Bron Breaker go. Yeah. Because he, this was more than any in recent memory, more than the Ely Dragunov three-way with JD McDonough, more than the Tyler Bate matches. Tyler Bate one in particular I really liked, but this was a mirror match. And truthfully, the premise got exposed when Braun went up a notch. When Braun, when Braun went up a notch. Yeah. Because the whole point is they're doing like-for-like stuff, and they're both really well-built, but they're super athletic. And Apollo Crews can go loads. We've seen it loads of times before. But when Braun went up the gears, Jesus Christ, like, squealing stuff. There was a sequence here 
where he does like a kind of pretty much like a Frankenstein, a standing head scissor type thing. Then he does a standing backflip moonsault onto a laid out Apollo Crews. And then Apollo Crews rolls to the floor and Breaker's like, that's not going to stop me. And just does a dive, straight up dive, like cannonball, <laughs> six and a half foot, whatever he is, jacked to the gills and tanned and looking awesome. And he's got that as his like, as a fire up effectively. Yeah. And it's like, you are missing the point of this with your agent and of him going, like, oh, what was the match time on this? Have you got that to oh, hand? I mean, I've, I want to say like 16, yeah. maybe. Uh, it was 14 minutes, 34 seconds. Like, Wikipedia. maybe, maybe four minutes too long, maybe even five. Like, as great as that, uh, those little flourishes were, and I've quite enjoyed Apollo Crews. I think the reality here was, if you're going to get beat, you're going to just not know the scale of the challenge that you had in Bron. You thought that you were mirror men. In reality, he's younger, he's hungrier, and he's kind of got more dangerous offense than you. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen that be the, the narrative over six minutes instead of, share, 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 all right, now you can be good. Yeah. Finish him in 14 with a spear. I think there was a, a cleaner way to execute the same story, and I'm just a little bit... I'm tiring a touch of the Bron Breaker formula. Everything they say about Bron Breaker is true, and then they try and pretend it isn't the way they agent these matches. Yes. That's the worst thing. The stuff they promote is 100% true about him, and you can see it, but then you're made to watch it. You're made to, like, sift through a load of sludge to get there, mm. and I don't know why they're making and it so hard. And his spear is so viable as just a, oh, he's hit, that's the death blow. Yeah, like, I'm not, this is going to sound like an unfair comparison, because Bron Breaker, the NXT champion, is nowhere near as bad as this comparison. But... You know when, like, Keith Lee debuted in AEW and it was exactly as brilliant as you thought it would be? Like, primarily because he wasn't Bearcat. Yes. That's a bit like, I feel a little bit like that at the moment where it was like, if Bron Breaker debuts on Dynamite on Wednesday, you're immediately going, well, Christ, Wardlow's in trouble. Yeah. Like, there's your dream match because we've got a new Wardlow now and, oh, God, what if he's better than Wardlow? Like, that's the... Yeah. That's, that would become the narrative and that would be a really fun match to book. In much the same way Wardlow would have been for, like, a Brian Cage when they had their mm. giant showdown. And I just we're getting dragged into these longer sequences where Bron's got a sell, and I just don't get it because in the bits that were great were fantastic. Bron Breaker is a super credible world champion. Shawn Michaels, um, I read online somewhere that he was saying, oh, I'm going to be gutted to lose it. Like, I want him to just become, explode and become this massive star, but I'll be sad to see him go. It's like, I think he needs to, mate. Like, I think... Unless they're just going, right, we'll, see, we'll put you in this deep water now, yeah. and then on the main roster, we'll Goldberg you. Well, and I mean, like, if you're going to do it, wait even longer and Goldberg in the whole way and have him beat Roman in two minutes with a flash win. Like, <laughs> because I think he's got the intensity and the explosivity to, like, ha pe convince people. Yeah. Uh, like, there's Deserving something, world there is something very, very special there. I just wish they weren't trying to mould it so much into something a bit more But an enjoyable match on the list with Apollo Crews. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not heartbroken that Apollo Crews is out of the thing now. And, um... Grayson Waller coming in and attacking at the end. He's not going to win the belt, but it's going to be so much fun watching him think he will. He's going to hit something, and we're going to go, oh, my God, the person ending Bron Breaker's streak this time is Grayson Waller. Waller. Yeah. And the stress on you is going to be different to the stress on me. The stress on me is like, no, not Grayson Waller. The stress on you is like, no, Tony D's the big bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right, well, let, your, let us know your thoughts on NXT Dylan uh, on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hanfler at... Sorry, I thought I could just hear something. Like, was it? it's not just really quickly outside. Yeah, yeah. He's. Hi, Stacks. Oh, Stacks, I almost forgot about you being involved on this did show. You, did you like Deadline Stacks? Oh, my God, I love that show, and I want to be the Iron Survivor. Gotta go. No jokes.
Buy stacks. Buy stacks, yeah. He's just, you know, you got to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contractual obligations, et cetera, et cetera. where can people find you on Twitter? He's on a per podcast deal. I'm at Michael Hamlet. I'm at Adam Wilborn. We're all at What Culture WWE, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Hamlet will be joined by Michael Cedric in just a few minutes to preview Monday Night Raw. But for now, this is. feel like we're on the radio there and we're just going to go like, after the traffic and travel, we're going to be out with a Monday Night Raw. Exactly. That's what it's felt like in this studio for an entire day. I think uh, this has been the deadline review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.